Yes, yes, you're now rocking with the best Smackness Podcast, episode 142, back in the place to be. It was, uh, if you guys been listening to East, Side, East Society and everything, yeah, you just know what's going on over there with all the all the crap that we got. Uh, shout out to everyone who listened to all of our 31 Days of Horror. It was a long day, or a long month, but we, we did it. Shout out to Brian. He helped me out a lot and everyone else that uh, jumped on. But tonight, um, oh, I got another episode coming. It'll come in, in the next few days. I recorded it uh, a couple months ago, but October hit and I didn't want to get to get lost in between all of the the horror stuff that we had going on. So uh, I'm going to put it out uh, after this one. Give me about another week and I'll throw it out for you guys. But we're back. Uh, Mike is back in the house in Skins Fest, Hollywood, California, 2023. I was there last year and fucking sucked. I couldn't be there this year. Everyone that knows what happened to me uh, fractured my ankle, so I'm just stuck in the house. <laughs> so I can't do anything. But uh, brother Mike, man, what happened? How did it go? Who was there? What did I miss? And everyone that's listening to this that was there and met me last year, I'll be there next year for sure. What's up, man? Oh my God, it was, like, it was, it was incredible, man. Um, There's a lot more uh, filmmakers this year. There's a lot of films. Especially in the short doc block that I was in on Saturday. Um, there was like, I think it was 10 films. And it was cool, man. It was a really good turnout. Um, Friday nights. Uh, well, first, let's, let's start with the beginning of the week. Um, uh, Ananda, my wife and I, we went to, uh, excuse me, Dr. Ananda Marin. <laughs> That's what her, her bad said. Um, went to the... Uh, opening night mixer it was on it was last tuesday and it was at the uh, godfrey hotel off of sunset in hollywood rooftop action up there it was cool man saw a lot of good uh a lot of uh, good filmmakers a lot of my filmmaker homies and everybody was just man it was so just to be together again man skins fest is an experience if you've never been because it's just like family you know, you're there around all your family. Everybody knows each other. And even if they don't know you personally, they'll find a way to meet you, meet you. And then, boom, everything just takes off. So it was like one big uh, every gathering was like one big after party in which uh, native way it's called a 49. So the 49 is like code for after party. So every every gathering is like a nine. And the most incredible part to me when I first got there was. A lot of people ran up to me and they're like, "Hey, are you um, are you Mike Jamarin?" I was like, uh, "Yeah." Like, man, your face is like all over Sunset Boulevard. I was like, "What?" They're like, "Yeah, come here, check it out." So they took me to this the side of this building where they were projecting pictures of the filmmakers and our testimonials. They asked us to do testimonials from last year, so I did mine and sent it in. And mine was like, "Oh my god!" It was like, Sarah <laughs> fools, like, man, your face is all over Sunset Boulevard, but. It was cool, man. Um, they had the backdrop. We were all taking pictures. Uh, this year is different because um, I have a producer now. And uh, my producer's name is Isaac Trimble. And Isaac's done so much. Like, 
just meeting him in person is just like meeting an iceberg because everything under him is huge. Like this cat, he's done so much in his life. He doesn't talk about it. So that's why like, I can trust him with anything I'm doing because he doesn't say shit to anyone else. You know, the guy's a walking non-disclosure agreement. So I'm, I'm safe there. But yeah, he, he was there and we just took our pictures. And, you know, like he says, you know, we just got to show up and shake hands and kiss babies. That's what we got to do. So that's what we were doing. And then just um, hanging out. And then Thursday was... Uh, was another uh, after party, but I had some. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh, real quick. So I went to the doctor that day. My my hip my hip was hurting, but let's go a little further back. <laughs> so my wife took me to the Warner Brothers studio tour, and if you ever been on that tour, you know that they put you in those little trams. So you got to climb in and out wherever they take you. I did something to my hip when I was there because uh, you know, well, I guess it comes with age. Turned fifty two and then jacked up my hip. And I thought I turned wrong. It's been bothering me for a few days. So I finally went to the doctor and he just broke it down and said, bro, you have a, you're getting arthritis in your hips. So oh. uh, I was like, son of a son. Of, yeah, that. So it's coming for everyone, man. I feel yeah. like I have it all over me from working all these years. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we went to the after party and then I was all jacked up on a leave. And the next day, it was like, you know, as soon as that dope wears off, man, oof. So my, my hips were hurting on Thursday. And then Friday, um, we went to the uh, went to opening night. Well, Thursday, there was movies. Went and saw the opening, uh, opening kickoff films. A lot of good films. I can't tell you them all. But, man, Native filmmaking, Indigenous filmmaking is just like such, such great storytelling. Because there's stories not a lot of you listeners know of. They're stories of our lives. You know, all you see is that Hollywood bullshit, you know, Kevin Costner bullshit and all that. That's what you see. That's what they want you to see. But you come and see native films by native filmmakers. It opens your eyes to a whole lot of stuff. So um, Friday was another kickoff. Went and chilled at an after party there in the VIP lounge at the TCL Chinese Theater. And we just all went and chilled. They had two comedians, actually three, the host included. Man, we were just cracking up. It was really a good night. And one of the best blessings ever, since Nez couldn't make it down of his injury, uh, our good friends, uh, our brother Paul and his wife, uh, Raquel, uh, a.k.a. Roach, <laughs> they, uh, they flew down for the screening. And we just kicked it all weekend. I mean, it was just like, with what was what the film is about, I really needed people there that that I, I just needed a support system there because I don't know if uh, if we've talked about it yet, but I did a film. I'm doing a film, actually, uh, still filming a documentary about depression and um, how I use action figure photography to to keep me. You know, it's creative therapy for me. Wait, wait, it's not done. I thought it no. was done. No, we're still filming it. It's ongoing. So Man. Was this just like part one, or <laughs> this is this, this was basically it was like a, a fifteen minute trailer. Oh, okay. I thought this was the full thing. Oh no, no, the full thing is um, we'll get to that later. But as for now, um, Isaac, uh, Isaac, my producer, he's like, hey man, um, let's let's put something together and put it in Skins Fest. I was like, ah, but it's not done. He's like, bro, we need to do it 
so we can start to generate some conversation and then you know let's see what comes our way i was like all right so um all the footage that we shot we send it to our editor and he put it together in one afternoon sent it back it was like a few back and forth drafts i think we sent it back like maybe eight nine times till we finally got a draft we liked then we had to do the music and then we had to do the sound and then uh, another edit and then rendering and yeah all that film good filmmaking behind the scenes stuff and then all right uh, pause 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 yeah, yeah. so you're not doing the editing anymore you're just filming it here you're big time now and you're handing it over to someone else <laughs> <laughs> our 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 editors uh our editor's name is benjamin hilton he's he does a lot of feature films his last film he's worked on that hit the theaters was a uh, 65 that kind of jurassic park one with uh, adam driver he edited that um he just edited- watched that it was all right yeah it was decent i mean yeah um and yeah he's edited a lot of music videos commercials i mean it, and ben just likes to work so um but uh anyway that's he's he's isaac's friend and he put it together for us so, yeah man i don't edit no more um I'm, I, I yeah i give it to the pro- i give it to the professionals now <laughs> but um so he sent it back and then we 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 checked it out and you know boom give the approval only thing i had to do was uh send him the opening credits the opening and closing credits and the um the production logos did all that sent it in um it's a hard film because i'm i i have to admit uh i just i never told anybody this but i'm afraid of the dark i'm afraid of the dark because a lot of bad things happened to me when i was a kid and i finally at the age of 51 was able to talk about it i mean it's it's the fucked up part about it was the hardest part for me was not just facing it but having to tell my mom about it and then the story that needs to be told because there's a lot of native american men that have been through trauma or are going through trauma and they don't talk about it because you know either we're not supposed to or we're just afraid to because then we have to face it so i was like you know what man fuck it um i can't go on like this no more and i i came face to face with my fears and you know got whatever therapy i needed and just started telling the story and then isaac yeah go ahead see that's what that's why i started this show everybody knows you guys told the story from the beginning the last however many years i've been doing this uh mike knows he he knows everything about it and for those if you guys are new to the show thank you for listening um yeah the tragedy that i went through with my family and everything it was i mean i'm still still battling depression how i was able to do it like mike with his figure photography and everything else he's done making his films and writing his stories i said you know what i want people to i don't i'm not a writer i don't i don't i don't have time to write anything it's easier for me to just turn this microphone on and go so that's what i did to help with my depression that's why i do a billion different shows uh here on the network and over on the horror returns and everybody else that i'm a part of so i mean that was what i started doing and it's helped me a lot i'm still here and i'm going to keep on going so when mike started doing this in the very very beginning and he told me why he started doing it and then i haven't seen this this one yet everyone i'm, I'm gonna wait until it's done and then i want to sit through it and mm-hmm. ball my eyes out 
but <clears throat> I thought this was it. That's why, because I remember when you were saying, "Yeah, we're we're doing this and we're showing it." And I was, like, "Oh, okay." I thought it was the the whole thing. Now that I know it was only fifteen minutes and this isn't it, so I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna wait now." I don't I don't want to see any of it until it's done <laughs> and complete. So I guess it's good that I wasn't there. <laughs> but I wish I was, brother. You know that I'm always there for you, no matter what. But yeah. Oh man. See, this is all news to me, everyone. That's why Mike's on the show. I had no idea it wasn't done. I thought it was done. But yeah, man, this this is why he's doing it. And this is why I love him so much, man. We've been through thick and thin, for those of you that don't know. Uh since shit. What were we? Like three? Three, four, somewhere around yeah. there. That's how long we've known each other. And we're Where's... both fifty two. Mike just turned fifty two and out of all my friends, our brother Darren, man, he's been there with us too, man. I mean, he's with us in spirit. He's right here with us. And me battling that as well. And Mike battling um, brother Reg, uh, yeah. which was a few years ago. And, man, it's just – but we're here for each other. We're here for you. Um, I've said that many times. And the stuff that Mike puts out for you guys helps him and helps other people. And I hope when this film – um, I'm hoping that what everybody saw is like, wow. Um, I don't know what it is. I haven't seen it yet. Like I said, I'm going to wait until it's over with or until it's done. But I'm sure people have like, wow, within those 15 minutes, it, it probably helped them a little bit. And then now they want to see more of it, which is going to be good. So when it's all said and done, I'm um, sure the whole thing will be on um, once it's done at the L.A. Skins Fest and wherever else people want to see it. But um, I mean, yeah, man, that, that's what I love about why why you're doing this, what it's doing for you and what it's going to do for other people. So, man, I mean, that's it's just fucking awesome uh, on what you're doing. I just had to jump in the middle real quick. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate your words. And they're always like everything, everything good now, whether it's words or hugs or smiles or. Just anything to me is is like me gathering medicine. It it helps me. It carries me forward. And just real quick, I gotta say this: that I'm not doing this film to get paid. Fuck no, I'm not. This is that's not the mission. I uh, had to let uh, somebody go because their head was all about the dollars, and that was leaning the the story towards a direction I didn't want to take. And besides, it's my story. And as Isaac says. The best job about being a producer is you get to hire your own boss. So I'm the boss. Um, but I just follow his lead. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> it's uh, it's it's a good film. It's necessary for me to do this because, um, you know, each and every one of us, no matter who you are, or what you are, what you believe in, we're all storytellers. And the the most important story is our own because we wouldn't be here without it. So I wanted to make this film because the title of the film is Figure It Out, AFP and Depression, AFP being action, action figure photography. So figure it out as a play on words because I use my action figures to get through it. I figured my shit out through using action figures. Ta-da. But when I started this project, I wanted to just do a uh, like a, a 30 minute, you know, like kind of a PSA type thing. But then. Isaac comes on board and, you know, he hears what I'm talking about and he's like, no, let's do a feature. Let's do a feature because that's a lot of story to tell. So I'm like, all right, cool. So we started working on this, started filming it within a week. And then the hardest part, I think, was 
telling the truth because I, I build this film as this is the most transparent you will ever see me. You're going to know everything about me. And you're going to know what makes me laugh, what makes me cry, what I'm afraid of, what's happened to me. But more importantly, you're going to see the direction I'm going. And that's what I want people to see is that I'm not just stuck in this rut, you know, doing my thing, trying to survive. I am surviving. and I'm not trying. I am. And I'm a survivor. And the only way I keep going is forward because I can't look back. I ain't going that direction. So when we started this project, you know, uh, Isaac was like, let's put something out for Skins Fest. Get, just generate a conversation. And that was my whole mission. He was he's behind my whole mission is doing this as a as medicine for people that may need it, whoever needs it. So we put it together with the help of Ben Hilton and uh, and my boy, Charlie, Charlie Perry. Shout out. Charlie's a good camera guy. Charlie is there to prompt me with the questions. And another thing about that makes him and Isaac so special to me is that they're on this journey with me. They know everything about me now. And they are two of the most outside of my circle. I mean, Nez knows how, how small my circle is for me to let people close to me. And these two right here, I, I think I have to say that this is where the door closes because they, I trust them with my story and they're walking with me on this journey. So, you know, shout out to Isaac and Charlie. I mean, I love you guys. Thank you very much, man. And, um, so Skins Fest comes around. We I submit it, and it was it was funny. We we hit it in the the, the uh, extended deadline. So it was like Isaac is very he's been in the industry a long time. So he's like, well, if, as far as uh, film festivals go, he's all uh, this. Uh, we got maybe a seventeen percent chance of getting in Skins Fest, but let's just try it anyway. I'm like, all right, man, submit the film. A day goes by and then boom, email. Congratulations, your film has been selected to, you know, uh, uh, to premiere at LA Skins Fest 2023. So I, <laughs> I let him and Charlie know, bro, we got in, we got into Skins Fest, and they Skins Fest is cool because they make you wait. They they tell you don't social anything until you get your laurel. You know those little uh, stickers that say you know selected by official selection. We had to wait for that. So we got it, boom, social, we were just all out. And a few weeks go by, you know, getting some last minute things together. You know, we start promoting it all over social media. Our friends, you, you know, you, you were throwing it all over the place. Everybody was just getting this out there. And then we, everybody was billing it that. It's like, if you don't know Mike Jamarin, you know, you're going to know him now. So really quick, really quick. Yeah, yeah. How do you submit it? I mean, what do you give them? Flash drive or what? Uh, digital, uh, digital uh, M- MP4 digital copy, either on, you can use a Vimeo link or a YouTube link, but YouTube, no, because then everybody sees it. I just send mine in uh, through Google Drive and it has to be like 1080. There was full send, there isn't it 4K, but it's like, uh, takes probably about maybe an hour, hour and a half to download. Uh, but uh, a 1080 uh, MP4, man, just goes right in. So yeah. You do that, and then uh, I go on Film Freeway, which is a, um, it's where all the festivals are, are posted. So Skins Fest, go there, pay the fee, submit, 
you know, and then you just wait, then they hit you up and then they send you your laurel and everything after. And they tell, they give you all this stuff to post, you know, the, the, the thumbnail for your film on their posters, you can post all that. And then, um, so that we did all that skins fest comes along. And, uh, so Friday, you know, Thursday, we chill Friday, we chill Saturday was the premiere. This past Saturday was a premiere and it was this like waking up, waking up in the morning. Uh, I, I will say that I'm, I, I did get a good night's sleep. I woke up in the morning, you know, my wife is already up making coffee and stuff. So I'm just kind of laying there like, you know, this, uh, it, then he, I, I started getting nervous. I'm like, Oh shit. You know, this is a, do I do, do I do this? Well, regardless, I can't just call and say, okay, don't show my film. You know, it's, it's going to happen. It's something that's going to happen. So all my, my family and my wife's family, everybody was texting me in the morning. Isaac was, Charlie was, they're all you ready. You know, everything's good. Let's do this. You know, all my friends that were here, like, Hey man, we're going to be there. And so I, we, we went up there and, um, there was a block of films before ours. Uh, my good friend, Roger Boyer from uh, Canada, he brought down a group of indigenous filmmakers from uh, First Nations up in Canada, from Winnipeg, Manitoba, and um, Calgary. He brought them all down, and they had their own block of films, which uh, keep that in your mind, as I'm going to tell you something later. But uh, it was, was this This is all the, the first program on Thursday? On, on, no, this was on Saturday. Oh, okay. Uh, Saturday at noon was animation, and I missed that because I just, yeah, I was in the green room of my house. I was just trying to unwind, did some photography, did some, you know, a little bit of walking around, some pacing, and um, <laughs> so just real quick, we're driving up to uh, up to Hollywood, and my wife and I were on a Ananda and I are on Wilshire. And she's like, well, are you nervous? Because my leg was really moving. I was like, well, you know, I always get like this. You know, I always start to get like this. And because I don't know if people are going to be like, oh, you know, fuck it. We ain't going. You know, the theater's going to be like crickets. And, you know, um, so I was like, I have to put I have to put something on. Can I listen to something? I said, I know it's a little early, but can I throw something on that'll calm me down? She's like, yeah, babe, go ahead. Do what you got to do. A Charlie Brown Christmas soundtrack always calms me down no matter what time of year it is i put that on and i'm everything just floats away everything just floats away so um uh real, real quick though uh sorry i've got to tell this part this an important part of the story man so i woke up in the morning and anytime i'm doing something to get me hyped up to to get me you know some people stand in the mirror some people shadow box me I put on Tom Petty's Won't Back Down. That is my theme song if I would ever have one. So I listened to that, got me going, got me thinking, and then got in the shower, got ready, boom, we went up, Charlie Brown, boom, we hit Hollywood. We go in the theater and, you know, meet everybody, do the, you know, shaking hands and, you know, kissing baby thing and meet doing our pictures in front of the backdrop while we had time. Went and saw the films and then came back out, chilled for a little bit, and then it started to get closer and closer to the four o'clock block. And then surprisingly, a lot of our friends from L.A. showed up. Uh, Ananda's colleagues from UCLA, some of the professors from UCLA showed up. I was like, oh, my God. And it was it was equally 
it, it was more nerve wracking for Ananda because it's her big screen debut. Um, there's a scene where she talks about me um, and 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 what was going on with me at the time. And um, so she was like, I, I hate this. You know, this sucks. And takes the team. Can you take me out? Can you just omit my scenes? And I just told her, you might as well ask me to dump all my medicine out on the ground. Because if it wasn't for her strength, I would have never made it this far. 2020, man, was was killing us all. And it was killing me extra. And if she wasn't there for me to help with this story, to help me survive that, I would have never made it. I would have never made it. Um, but she, she, we were there, and then we all went and got our seats. And then, <laughs> dude, so we're sitting there, right? There's like maybe 10 people in the theater. And you remember, it's a big theater. They have the VIP section on top. And we sat on the bottom this time because I wanted to sit among the crowd. And all of a sudden, people just flooded in. I mean, there was, there was, I don't think there was maybe about, well, when, when we did the Q&A and I looked out, there was maybe about eight seats left in the entire theater. Even everybody up top of all the VIP seats were taken. So anyway, the film comes on and, and, you know, I'm nervous. We're watching, there's like four films before mine, very good films. And, um, you know, that, uh, I don't know how you get watching it, but when you see that opening logo, my film logo, what, what, what do you feel? You've had so many, which one? The, the real talk junkies one. Wait, oh, that one. Come on. What, what, what goes on in your head? I'm like, fuck, I don't know, man. The last time, last time, I think the the most was when we went to Chicago and when you filmed the smudge or when we showed the smudging out there. Um, I had, I had, I had seen it numerous times before. We I finally got to see it on the big screen there, but it was different. Well, you know what? On a big screen, because we've seen your films on big screens a few times now. It's different when you like watch and when sometimes Mike sends me some little just like drafts of whatever on my phone and I'll sit at work or wherever I'm at and watch. Oh, that's cool. But when you see it and then it doesn't really kick into me when it's on my TV or, or, or Mike's TV. I'm like, all right, cool. But when you're seeing it on this big ass movie theater, that's when you're like, fuck, man. Um, <laughs> I get I mean, I shit you not, man. I, I get the chills like, whoa, man, he's I, it always goes. That he's he's fucking he's fucking doing it. And he's done it so many times now. <laughs> so it's like every single time that I see it on a big screen, when we're sitting there in a theater, well, just there could be a shit ton of people. There could just be a few people. But I mean, it doesn't matter when. I mean, I just every time I see that logo, logo, I mean, I I'm, I'm automatically go to the smudging because that's the first time that I'd seen. It. <laughs> that's like I'm waiting for that to come on. But then the numerous other documentaries, even the one that I'm in. And then uh, the party downstairs and and all this other stuff. I'm just like, wow, fuck, man, it's it's just amazing. And I mean, I tell you this all the time, man. I'm fucking proud I am of you. I mean, all of us are. I mean, my Renee and the kids, and I mean, just everyone. Ah, there's haters out there, but you need to fuck them. But it's <laughs> it's awesome to see that on the big ass screen, man. I, I just oh, I'm getting chills right now. But <laughs> it's 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 like that when you're you know that's just from the spectator from the audience but when you're the filmmaker it's like 
oh fuck you know that's the first thing i think is is like what 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 the fuck did i do and then when this film with the subject matter because you're about to tell i'm about to tell my story to a bunch of people that don't know me and when you know we so we watched the film i won't tell anything but there's some scenes in there that are pretty tough and to hear people around you crying the sniffles and you see them out of your peripheral wiping their eyes you know napkins come up and and then uh my you know our friends paul and roach they were crying and then my wife was crying and her friends were crying and then i was just like i teared up at a, at a couple scenes because it's it's kind of tough to see yourself vulnerable and open like that because i've i've always thought i was you know uh, this tough ass dude i know i'm a tough ass dude i can take care of myself i can handle myself on the streets but all that came from being scared all that toughness came from just beating back things that i was afraid of and then making other people want to feel as bad as me that's why i was so mean and violent with a lot of people and then to realize that you know you're you're fucking broken that's why this shit is that's why you're the way you are because when other people pointed out what's wrong with you of course you think like nothing's wrong with me but then when you really sit down you're like what the fuck is wrong with me why is this and then you have to face it it's like i had to turn off all the lights and sit in the dark and do that sensory thing and i i did it i had to do it and that's how this story came about but watching this on screen and seeing people react at first you're kind of like oh what the hell did i do you know what what is okay and then we watched all the rest of the films luckily the one that followed was a comedy because <laughs> we all needed that and that shit was funny shout out to shelby adams from uh canada her film uh powwow radio or uh bingo radio bingo radio bingo was the shit it's it's about this uh this reserve up in canada where they do bingo over the radio they have a radio station they do bingo and they showed all these grandmas and aunties sitting around tables with their blotters man it's so it's so cool it was so funny and um and we needed that at the end of this one so then boom films are done they invited the filmmakers on stage so me charlie Isaac went up there and, and along with a bunch of uh, our other uh, homies and did our Q&A. But that's when I was, it, it was that moment I was standing there and just looking at everybody's faces. And and um, I, I didn't know this until Paul and Roach pointed it out. Um, they're like, dude, your film got the biggest fucking applause. Like it, people were just beside themselves. And I was, I, I didn't notice it. I don't notice those things. So I'm up on stage. And, you know, they're all, let's give our filmmakers a round of applause. You know, we're doing that. Then we're introducing ourselves. And then um, the question came, like, what inspired you to want to do your film? What inspired you to want to tell this story? And <laughs> telling you, man, you missed it. I stood there with the mic. And I was thinking to myself, all right, motherfucker, <laughs> this, is, this is probably the first and last time you'll ever do this shit. So make it good. So I cleared my head and i was just like i just said i would never have the confidence to do what i'm about to do right now and i kind of saw nanda's face she's like oh shit what the fuck's he gonna do and isaac was like uh 
what are you going to do? So I get the mic. I take one step forward and I said, this is what I feel. This is what inspired me to do this. And I sang the first three lines from Won't Back Down by Tom Petty. (laughs) And the last part where he says, you can stand me up at the gates of hell and I won't back down. The fucking crowd joined in. They knew where I was going with that, man. I didn't expect that. And it was a little bit overwhelming, you know. But talking about what inspired me to do the film, and it was just really cool. We all did our stories. And then they had the Q&A, and this one lady from Pine Ridge, she was in the audience, and she just said that, I want to, she goes, I want to say this to the action figure guy. And, oh, man. it. I mean... Her words just were like, I don't know, man. It was like a shield of armor for me. And she just said that she was so proud of me because uh, she said that's the that's like so courageous to stand up there and open yourself up like that to people. And and she's like, hopefully people see this film and they gives them the energy to talk about it and she's she just gave me a really good compliment on the film and it's like if you know that's my only critique and review i'll take it i'll take that one and then you know we just left and i told everybody i I did this last year i did the same thing i just grabbed a bunch of afp shots and threw them in my backpack and just told the crowd if you guys want a free uh figure pick find me in the lobby Went out there and uh, gave them all. I think I had like 75 pictures. Gave them all away. I had a ton of cards. Gave those all away. But the people that I met, man, were so just, man, it was just really, really a, a moving experience in that it was something, you know, we like you've been there for the horror movies. You've been there for the other fun documentaries. But to do something like this where I was just vulnerable. You know, I was I was a I was a turtle without his shell up there. And to hear people say to me, like, dude, that was so good. That was just it was beautiful. And then when I came out, <laughs> Ananda was laughing because I was standing there talking with people and I was taking pictures and, and everything. And um this lady comes up and she goes, she was just standing there looking at me and I said, Hi. And she goes, May I touch you? <laughs> what she goes you are so beautiful and i was like i just you know shook her hand and she was like oh my god she's like just how you how did you do that and i said do what she goes just be up there and be yourself like show yourself to everybody i said well you get you ever get tired of being scared what are you gonna do you know so it was really cool oh so (laughs) real quick uh to the listeners, there is a stuntman, uh, does a lot of films. His name's uh, Riker, Riker Six Killer. And I he think, was there? Had, huh? Because we saw his film last year. Yeah, he, so, <laughs> so we're, <laughs> we're sitting there watching the documentaries and they showed this one documentary from, uh, from, uh, Cherokee Land for Oklahoma. And the credits are going up and it said, um, something, uh, and it said Riker Six Killer. And Paul goes, I said, oh, Riker Six Killer. And Paul goes, yeah, I, I just saw that. Was, he goes, uh, he goes, you know him? I was like, oh, I, he's a stuntman. I said, he's a stuntman, and he's Isaac's friend. 
And he was right in front of me. He turned around. He goes, yeah, he is. He is. I was like, oh, shit. And then he just, like, put his hand by. He shook, shook my hand. And then we were it. And I was like, yeah, Paul Riker, six kilos, me 10 bucks. And they were just, him and his friends are all laughing. And then we saw the films and all that. But then before we went up to the Q&A, um, you know, people, he, he turned around in his seat and he's like, you're, you're Mike. You're the guy that did the, the depression one. I said, yeah, he gave me a big old hug. He's like, man, he goes, that is like some of the bravest shit I have ever seen any of our people do. He's like, man, you gotta, he goes, can you talk after this? I was like, yeah. So I was out there, you know, doing, giving the pictures away. He came up and we started talking and he said, man, I just, he goes, you know, there's always guys that say they're tough but nobody ever says they're scared he's like for you to stand up there and do that and then a lot of people told me that they're like man that and this one elder lady comes up to me and she's like hi she goes i'm i'm from pine ridge reservation i was like oh hello and she said that is the most courageous thing i've ever seen a native man do and everybody just got quiet and I said, can I give you a hug? She's like, yeah. And it was just like, it was like when, you know, you got hurt at school and you come home and you see your mom and she gives you that hug and tells you it's going to be okay. And that's what like to her, to me, she represented all my aunties, my grandmas that aren't here no more. My sister, my mom, your mom our moms you know it was every every strong woman in our lives man it was all of them just embracing me right there i just felt like so many hands around me dude i it was that was when i that's that was when i let out my that's when i let it go that's when i let it let it go that's when i knew it was all right it's gonna be all right and then she said to me I work for an organization and I'm going to tell them about this film and I want you, she goes, we're going to have you do a 597 reservation tour. 597 reservations across the United States. And she said that, um, in one year. Yeah. In one year, man. So, Are they paying for this whole thing? Because <laughs> I don't. I didn't ask. I, I like I said, I, I didn't ask. But she said that you know she did mention money, but that's not the first thing I jumped at. Just the fact that I get to go and well, if you know we're gonna work that out. But uh, she wants. She thinks that yeah, you can show the film, but when you meet people face to face and they see you, and they're like, this guy can do it maybe i can do it and so Riker asked me if i would be interested in talking to youth about it i was like man just let me know when just let me know when he's like well you know we could bring you to oklahoma we can you know we'll, we'll take care of you just you know we just want you we just loved your film we loved it and a lot of other people did. I have so many cards, you know, they want me to come do speaking events and they want me to come show the film and, um, and just, uh, 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 do stuff. And then of course there's other people like, uh, you know, can you just do the figure photography part? And I was like, yeah, it's fine. It's whatever. Um, yeah, man, it was, 
it was it was it was a, a very blessed beautiful day man it was the the most i think as far as spirit goes and and soul and heart and it was the most encouraging film festival experience i've ever had um because it made me feel that i'm doing the right thing and i'm where i'm supposed to be so all that right there just it just confirmed to me that that i'm i'm the man i'm supposed to be and then of course you know uh social media blows up right and the next day i wake up and you know i i posted pictures online and the next day i wake up and my phone's just like so full of just messages from people from new followers people congratulating me my family you know telling me they're proud of me and it, it was just that right there I man I'll, I'll carry with me if, if that's as far as it goes hey so be it just as long yeah. as the message gets out there um that's all I'm, that's all i'm concerned about and i told i told ananda we're sitting here de- decompressing today we're just chilling at the house today and i said to her that you know it did exactly what I wanted it to do. But the thing that was crazy was Isaac, he said, you see how much impact that did for a 15 minute film? That's what I was about to say. I mean, this isn't even the whole thing yet. Yeah. This is just like a scratch. I mean, yeah. be prepared for the rest. Because <laughs> And if I, I that 15 him. minutes got you, <laughs> how long is it going to be? Uh, it's probably going to be like maybe 75 minutes. Damn, yeah, about long? hour and fifteen, maybe. He wants to press for an hour and a half, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see. We'll see how much. That's the thing with documentaries is, is you see how 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 far how much of the message is, and then you just keep going and see what you can add on to that. But um, he wants to. He he said that this is an important story that everybody should know, especially our people. And um, when I when we first. When when we were first talking about this, like two weeks ago, I was getting cold feet. I was like, man, this is only just like 15 minutes long. He's like, and he goes, Mike, Laron and I, his 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 buddy Laron Katia, uh, who's now uh, a, a camera guy. He worked on Flower Moon and uh, Reservation Dogs. He he said, Laron and I did a 48-hour film challenge where me, we made a six-minute film called Missing Indigenous about two detectives trying to solve a native girl's murder. He goes, that film was six minutes long and it's being shown in colleges. It went to Cannes Film Festival. It went to Sundance. He said, it was six minutes long. He's like, and the impact it had across the country, across the world. He goes, so what were you going to say? <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll shut up now. But I mean, it was, it was such a, a beautiful thing to have you know, to have people realize that, you know, they're, they, they know somebody. And then uh, one, of, one of my filmmaker buddies, when we were leaving, when we were leaving the after party, we were walking to the parking garage. And um, it was funny. <laughs> okay, so we walk out of the Roosevelt Hotel out of their bottom lounge part where we were having the after party. And Paul looks down. He's like, oh, man, look whose star that is. It was Randy Quaid's, right? <laughs> so I stood on there and I went, and then Ananda goes, why are you standing there? And I went, 
because the shitter's full. <laughs> everybody started laughing. That was so fun, man. And then when we were walking across the street, one of my filmmaker homeboys runs out and he puts his arm around me. He's like, can I tell you something? I was like, yeah, man, what's up? He's like, I, I, won't, I won't say his name, but he was like, I'm a trauma survivor too. And at that moment, it was just like, we, your job was done. Yeah. You, you, you even if, even if it was that one person, but I'm sure it was plenty of people that yeah. was your comp. And now again, that was only 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It's so just sitting here today. And then tonight was the, uh, the awards, the, uh, the awards ceremony at, at the hard rock. And, um, we didn't go, I didn't because yeah. Okay. But you know, it's, it's not just my story, man. It's everybody's. It's everybody that's a survivor. It's our story. And I just, I just, you know, okay, cool. If I got no, I don't know who won or who, but we didn't go. Uh, first of all, I just want to say that, like, I'm, I'm at a point in my life now where I, I don't like to do a lot of things without my wife, because um, she's my partner, and she's my, she's my savior. So. Like literally, me. I do everything by myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's I, me, everyone. My <laughs> wife doesn't like the shit that I like, so all right, I'm out. <laughs> oh man, you know. Okay, so along the lines of that, you know what? Like, really, just solidified it is when I got my ticket to to Godzilla minus one. I got my early my early ticket, and then I told her, she goes, "You why were you on the phone last night? You look, you know." I said, "I got my ticket for Godzilla." She goes. You didn't get me one? I looked at her. I was like, I thought you didn't. She goes, you better get me it. I was like, okay. <laughs> Went right on, canceled my shit, got us, and I got us tickets. But yeah, man, it's, it's, it's that, that too. She, yeah, okay, so to so tell you how cool the wife is, man, she said, if anything, God forbid, if we ever split up, she said she's taking all the creature from the Black Lagoon figures. She said those are those are hers. <laughs> but I, I can keep everything else but she's taking those so i was like you really know how to hit a dude where it hurts but yeah man we just still chilled at home today uh she's into grim so she's watching grim oh. <laughs> we, dude, with, with the strike where we all our shows are going to come out till 2025 man everything so. even all the movies even all the uh, you guys know me, me and the Z cement <laughs> MCU guys, and everything got pushed back because of that strike. Yeah, dude, it, we tried to watch a, uh, we tried to watch Black Mirror, and I wanted to continue, but she couldn't get past the first episode with the pig. Oh, you're from the, starting from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Oh Cause, man, cause I, it, it, it gets. Yeah, uh, I, I would Isaac, say it got got worse, but it it gets it gets there. Yeah, cause she, cause of course, and I know every every guy, their partner, probably turned to them and said, "Would you do it?" What what was it? What was okay? It was either do that or what? I don't remember. I saw or, it a long or, time ago. Or that girl gets killed. That they the kidnapper kills that uh, the prime the queen's uh, niece. The, the, did the, he know him? Did no, he, he know her? He was just, just a, well, he he knew them because he was a prime minister. He was a prime minister. Ah. Uh, and the guy was like, You bang a pig full full out and out, like raw dog it on national TV, like no ifs, ands, or buts, and we kill this girl. 
So the whole episode, he's trying, they're trying to get like, they were going to do CGI. And the dude's like, showed him a camera of the CGI room. He's like, what the fuck are you trying to do? I'm telling you to do, you're going to do it. So, you know, we watch it. And then after it's over, Ananda's like, would you do it? I was like, I would do it twice and brag about it. (laughs) Because what the fuck, man, what? I don't understand. Okay, so you know what? If someone fucks up, like celebrities and shit, it gets worse when they try to hide it. Like if it's, I mean, if if, if, it's, if it's underage sex, fuck you, get the fuck out, no excuse for it. Nope. But if it's something stupid, shoplifting, uh, fender bender, where no one gets hurt, fucking fender bender. Uh, if you, you know, have a fail, fall down, and whatever, man, own it, own it. Don't just be like, no, huh? I, I, no comment. Man, okay, I'm a comment all day. Hell yeah, <laughs> I get my pants watching, you know. Pantera and Metallica because I couldn't make it to the bathroom. I shit my pants and I threw it around the crowd and I had a good fucking time. Next question. I mean, why not, right? It's only life you got. Have fun. And what are you trying to hide? What are you trying to do? Like plastic surgery. Fuck it, man. Age. Age. Just age. You know, so anyway, sorry. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED talk. But anyway, it was it was just really, you know, communicating with people, people but what really made me feel good was uh, uh, people at the award ceremony tonight texting. Where are you at, man? Where are you at? We're looking for you. Where are you at? And I was just telling them, you know, I wouldn't. My hip was hurting, you know, which I made my excuses, but it was my just. My leg hurt. Yeah. My <laughs> leg. <laughs> yeah. It's just, we, we didn't, uh, you know, and it, I know a lot of you are feeling this pain, too, but uh, we got to kind of watch it because uh, student loans kicked in. So we got to, what's that word? Budget. We got budget. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, uh, I couldn't swing a ticket for her. I, I had a free pass, but not her. So I was like, fuck it, we'll just stay home, watch Grammy, some Mexican food. And which is what we did. And did you win? What's that? Did you win anything? No, I don't know. They didn't post anything. But if I, I if I did, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure someone would have told you. But I mean, you know what? Congratulations to whoever won. I'm, I'm right there with you. You guys got my sincerest congratulations my props my respect get it get it man get it just just get it. i hope you get it and i hope you won already man with all those people coming up to you afterwards whoever was crying that was a that was your trophy right there (laughs) that's it i mean if if it gets picked up for public broadcasting or whatever and it goes worldwide in many different languages amen like i said my job is done if it does, would you have to go in there and have hire people to do the different languages, or ah, uh-uh. the the studio does it? Oh, okay, yeah, they just like uh, I just put my my stuff worldwide. The smudging, uh, Amazon uh, asked me if I would like to expand it to other territories, which is Austria, Germany, Japan, Thailand, pretty uh, Ireland, Scotland. So it it went. The smudging is now worldwide. And, and all I had to do was go on there and go into my account where, you know, I submitted it, where the film is. And I just had to click on which languages and which countries. And then they took care of the rest. And so the only thing is, like, with, when you do that and then their currency has to translate into American dollars when they rent it or buy it. So it's worldwide now. Before it was just in a few countries, but now it's everywhere. And um, the oh, it's everywhere but Canada. 
you know, Amazon Canada, they don't have it. That people can't watch it. They, you know, when I saw the filmmakers today, this weekend, we were talking about it. Uh, my boy Roger, he was like, dude, what's up with the smudging? Like, the only time they got to see it is when you sent me that flash drive and I showed it, you know, at our film festival. I was like, I don't know, man. If it, it the territory, it's, I don't know. You talk it over with your people, talk it over with Justin Trudeau. Tell you, boy, hey man, why can't we watch lower forty-eight films? But um, yeah, there's um <clears throat> some uh, horror anthology. I can't remember what it was called, and it's Canadian. I saw um, what's his name, Jeans in it, and I was like, shit, I want to see these. And it was only in Canada. I reached yeah. out to the director. I said, hey man, what's up? He goes, we're working on it, man. It'll eventually, it'll, it'll come to the states. He goes, but yeah, you guys got to hang on for a while i'm like, all right cool so but at least he's trying to get it to because i want to see it there's like five six episodes or something like that but i want i want to see it It looks pretty good i saw the trailer so i'm I'm down i want to see it whenever whenever we get to see it yeah they, it's it's a territory thing they have to you know negotiate with the u.s about that but then also uh the strike fucked up a lot of shit um that the, there was like all the negotiating was was put on hold contracts were put on hold imports exports was put on hold everything in the film industry just froze so um luckily now it started back up because uh remember <laughs> shot, i gotta shout out my homie brenda brenda alvarado remember soft hands <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, she um was she there uh, no she couldn't make it she had another she had another appointment but um she was you know she was just congratulating and and hopefully she could see it soon but yeah um so technically i i I guess it's safe to say i i have two producers now because she she's helping me develop another project which i can't talk about um and i can't talk about what isaac and i are doing either uh because unless you know you digitally send out not disclosure agreements but yeah, it's funny. I'm the boss, but he tells me what I can and can't do. So uh, I'm stuck with that. And same with Brenda. Brenda's like, man, um, if you're gonna work with me, you gotta just you know shut up once in a while. Um, but yeah, man, she she was uh she was there in spirit, and she's really a, a cool person, man. Like we just just for that few minutes we met her, she was dope. But yeah. then we got to sit down and have dinner with her and just chat with her, and oh my god, it was so fun, just and the two the three of us like it was like we were all finishing each other's sentences like we all knew which direction we're going so uh she's gonna help help us help me and uh just me with my project and then he and i have one together uh she's gonna help us with that stuff so shout out to brenda alvarado um yeah and it, it was it's just overall man it was it was a good time as always just wish you were there um and yeah i what uh then nobody really big name showed up just you know kyle gordon and that uh uh that one that other girl that played pocahontas and that uh calling calling for real one we met them that first time we went yeah, there they, they were doing the awards the awards when we, thing. When we bum rushed the show and got yeah. in <laughs> I was, dude, I was looking at pictures of us, like, of, of me, especially with, you know, how big I was back then. I couldn't even run across the street. 
God, that sucked. And then now I can barely walk up the stairs, but man, everything happens for a reason. So it was it was cool, man. When if you ever if you've ever been a big person and you finally get in your groove of dropping weight, you can't help but to like look back and see the progress. And mine, one of the biggest ones was when um I looked at those pictures of the first Skins Fest that Ananda and I went to, 2017, and we took pictures with people, and I was just like, Jesus Christ. I mean, looking looking at the ones that we took this weekend, it's everybody that, you know, everybody that knows me and saw my social media stuff, that, that was the first thing, well, holy shit, dude, where are you going? I hear fucking disappearing when it and and I st- I don't feel it. I don't yeah, you feel still it. feel the same. I still feel the same. I still avoid mirrors whenever I'm wherever I'm at. I'll just look in the mirror to wash my face if I'm in public, if I'm in a restroom, or something. But I don't ever like mirrors and stores. <clears throat> I don't I don't like my I don't still don't. The other day I kind of like looked and I was like, oh my God. Then he realized like, Jesus, I can start buying smaller clothes now. Cause I look like, you know, I look like Paulie from Rocky. God rest his soul. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, that was another thing is just kind of being there. And it, it, this is weird. I'm gonna tell you something is being this size now, like all, you know, slimmer and going into public places like this after party. And a week before Ananda and I went to our friend Gian, Gian's uh, art show down uh, close to downtown off of Venice. And for the first time, I felt comfortable in my body because I had lost a lot of weight. And I know, you know, I, I don't like vanity people that are, you know, that know they're skinny and, you know, then they go all out. I'm beautiful. I'm this and that, blah, blah, blah. But it was just like being comfortable around people like that. Because before I would just kind of wear a, a hoodie or a jacket or a big ass shirt or a bunch of shirts and layer myself, you know. But then being there and and then at that moment I, I looked in the mirror in the restroom and I was like, oh my god, I I, I look on to society standards I look almost normal. But I was like, you know what? Cool, I'm healthy. I give a fuck out. I look, I'm healthy. God damn it. Yep. But yeah, man, it was it was really just an. Uh, I, I can't stress enough, Kev, how how the experience this weekend changed me. I'm I'm a, I feel different. I feel I don't know, dude. I feel balanced. Again, I, everyone, this is only 15 minutes of it. It's not done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how I, you gonna? I mean, how you gonna feel when it's said and done, and everyone's got to sit there and watch it? Well. When it's said and done and we watch the whole thing, yeah, it's gonna it's probably gonna be the same feeling, but even more because there's a whole lot more to explore. Like like there was one part where Ananda was like, Well, you know, at least you, you, you did the hard part. I'm like, No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I did not. I, I I I did the hardest part, but there's a lot that led up to that moment. There's a lot more in in the hurt bag in the hurt locker (laughs) there's a lot more in there that people don't know that i'm going to talk about so i don't know man like from 
you know, talking about this on air, of course, you know, when, when your listeners finally get to see it and you get to see it and your family gets to see it, I know it's going to, I know it's going to, uh, I don't want to say piss people off or I, I just don't want people to feel, to feel guilty because they, about, they, about what? They, they couldn't prevent what happened to me. It wasn't their fault. But there's other people that did shit to me in my life that, you know, were, that bullied me. And when I talk about that, like, those people are still around. Some of them are my family. And I don't know, like, how, you know, because Isaac asked me one day, he's like, what, what happens if your family's like, I don't want you to talk about that. And I said, well, it's not their story. Nope. It's my story. And, you know, and then Charlie, if they didn't want you to talk about it, they shouldn't have fucking done it. There you <laughs> so, go. For real. That's, that's Charlie's, uh, his advice. And I looked at him, I was like, did Jesus tell you to say it? He goes, man, Jesus would understand. <laughs> so, yeah. That's and, real, though. Yeah. His blessing to me this morning was texting me and said, I'm proud of your brother. God is good. So Charlie, Charlie is very into his Christianity and that, amen. If it keeps him healthy, run with it. And I know me and Nez kick it around once in a while, but as long as, as long as he doesn't start fucking Bible thumping it down my throat, we, we cool. <laughs> Cause I did, I did the Catholic thing and I understand it, but uh, yeah, man, let's just leave it at that. Charlie. Well, really quick. We're on that subject. See, you grew up with all that going to school and everything and you never once ever in your life tried to sell it to me hey i've yeah. gone to 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 church with you and and watched you do your thing but never once did you like hey man you ever think about the this <laughs> or you ever did never once he's ever i just this just came to me I, i've never even thought about this before because <laughs> you guys know me when i talk about it when people come up to me and try to sell me that shit i'm like get lost I, I just like I, I said my piece on religion. It's not the religion that I don't like. It's the followers that I don't like. Yeah. And I have those family members too, too, that tried to, hey, you should, you should do this, you should do that. Everything you believe in is wrong, and this is right. I'm like, get, get the fuck out of my face with that shit. So, but that's my opinion, everyone. I mean, if, you, if you're religion, you do you, and I'm gonna do me, and. Yeah, that's that's my say. So, yeah, man, you've never, ever once in your life ever tried to out of all the conversations <laughs> we've had. You've never. Hey, man, I think uh, you should do this or do that. Never, ever. So, man, right on. It's, <laughs> it, it's respect, man. I I I'm one of the very <clears throat> few people that respects others with religion. You know, it's like it's whatever you believe. That's your belief. And it helps you. Yep. And it helps you help other people. Hey man, cool, run with it. But don't fucking try to monetize it with me. Don't try to sell it. Because one for one thing, anybody tries to tries to double talk me shit, man. I'm a fucking I'm I'm a reformed drug dealer. I'm a hustler. I know I, I, I sell bullshit. I can when I have to. But I I I don't. I don't feel or believe that everybody should have a concrete belief system and that's the only way you believe 
you know, that's not right, you know, because if there weren't choices, we'd only be eating McDonald's and not having Taco Bell and Fat Burger and all that, right? If you look at it like that, we'd only be driving one kind of car. We'd only be driving one kind of this. But it's a, that's what makes life beautiful is choices. You know, we all have choice. And, and anybody, like, in my social media, if any listeners try to hit me up about this, let me just cut you down right now. My social media, it has Irish pub rules. That's no religion, no politics. You can talk about whatever you need to, but you start asking me or questioning me about what I believe, you gone. Along the lines of that, yeah, man, it's 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 interesting that I can I can carry on like this with everything that I've learned in school. You know, um, I've I've broken almost every cardinal sin when you look at it, but <laughs> I mean that's the beauty of being Catholic is like an etch a sketch. When you go in Sunday go to church, ask forgiveness, and they shake it up, boom, clean slate, let's do it again. But that's <laughs> that's the joking, that's the joking side of it. But for real though, you get it's it's what I believe. It's what I choose to believe. But I always tell people I have I have traditional beliefs with Catholic fears. That's how I sum my my belief system up. And then so me doing this this documentary, there's gonna be a lot of people in my family like, you know, you should have just went to Jesus and this and that. It's like, well, he was too busy looking over that black guy's shoulder who was laughing at all the fucked up shit on the internet. <laughs> That's where Jesus was when I needed him. I mean, he was checking out that brother man, drinking his water, laughing at this and that. So there you go, man. There, there, there you go, kids. Just remember <laughs> laughing fucked up shit. <laughs> drinking your monster. That Jesus is always watching you. Yeah, man. Oh my God. He's watching you doing bad shit, shaking <laughs> his head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But man. Oh my God. And you know what Paul said? Paul goes, you know when you watch those, you never see Jesus' mouth. He's probably just laughing too. <laughs> yeah, man. But anyway, um, so yeah, we we got a lot more, a lot more stuff to just I'll give you a little bit behind the scenes here. So Isaac and Charlie are going to come over one day and they just want to, they just want to film Ananda and I just doing a regular sitting here watching TV, her doing stuff, me cooking, you know, maybe if they're lucky, they'll get an argument to show that our life is real, but it's life unscripted. That's, that's the most I can say about this film. It's life unscripted. And it's, Documentary film is probably one of the most powerful forms of, of cinema because it's all true stories. It's all real stories. And it's stories about things you don't know about most of the time. And um, yeah, man, uh, when it's done, uh, hopefully we can submit it, resubmit it. But I don't know because it's it's material. A lot of film festivals, are, it's material already previously showed because they want to make room for new stuff. So I don't know, um, maybe it gets picked up on public broadcasting. Maybe it goes worldwide that way. Uh, maybe we just end up putting it on YouTube and showing it to the world that way. I mean, but like I said, I'm, I'm not sitting here waiting for the big, you know, cash out on this thing because, you know, I don't want to be like Tony Stark. I have successfully monetized Native American drama. I don't want to do that, man. That's just like people that ask me, when when are you going to do a film about MMIW, Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women? I'm like, I'm not. That's not my story to tell. I I personally don't know anybody that survived it or, or whose family was directly involved in it. I said, so that I'll leave that to those storytellers. 
the ones that can tell it how they know it. Like, you can't ask me to do a movie about the Holocaust. I know a little bit about it, but I I can't, I wouldn't do it justice telling that story because, or, hey, Mike, do a movie about, you know, natives in Vietnam. I wasn't even born yet. And (laughs) all my, all my uncles that, that fought in that war, they didn't ever talk about it. Yeah. And to all you listeners, young people, the one, the loudest one in the room is the weakest one in the room. And by that, I mean, Anybody that comes home and talks about how much shit they did in the war did nothing because the ones that did don't talk about it. Yeah. I mean, a friend, a few of my friends, I mean, one guy told me one thing when he got shot, but I mean, that was, that was about it. I didn't ask about anything else. Another friend of mine, she just came back and said she did four tours out there and she just, she just told me, I didn't ask what, I just, I'm just glad you're home and uh, uh, right on. And she goes, I seen so much stuff over there that I could never unsee. And I didn't answer. I just, I just gave her a hug. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, that'd be like asking me or some, or you to, Hey man, why don't you make a, a, a movie about uh, that? I mean, you, you don't, you don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. I and you know, big uh, along the lines of that. You know, big shout out to my sister-in-law, Gabby, uh, Gabby Marin. She's a she's <clears> an <throat> army nurse, veteran, combat veteran, and I never ask her. She never talks about it, and I don't ask. But you know, she's she's one hell of a person. Still a nurse. She's a trauma nurse at uh, Kaiser, San Jose. But um, yeah, so we as documentary filmmakers, we a lot of times we make stuff from our own experiences or we find someone that is willing to tell their story and blesses us, honors us with letting us go along for the ride. And my guy, my, my guys right now are Charlie, Charlie and Isaac. And they, um, it's so funny, man, when they interviewed Ananda, they, they like totally kicked me out of the room. Like you just go, just go do something. We want to talk to Ananda. It's like, oh, so I was sitting in here like a, you know, that typical uh, pacing. If I had a cigarette, I would be pacing and smoking. So I was wondering what she was saying. But then I I didn't see until we saw the editing process. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. I mean, you know, it would be totally different if you were sitting right there. I mean, yeah. Yeah. She probably wouldn't be. Uh, she'd be 100%, but she wouldn't be 110% because you're sitting right there talking yeah. about you. So. Yeah. It was, I, don't, it, I don't even, I don't think Renee, would, if I was to do something like this, I don't think Renee would, you wouldn't want to sit there and, and talk. I mean, she, she keeps to herself, man. She, she does her own thing. She doesn't, she doesn't need the spotlight. She doesn't, she doesn't need any of that. She just takes care of the kids, takes care of me, takes care of the house and the grandsons. And that's good enough for her. She's, that's just, that's just how she is. I mean, like I said earlier, she doesn't like all the crazy shit that I like. So she goes, ah, I'm good. I'll just stay home. But if she needs to go somewhere, yeah, go for it. I mean, because there's a lot of stuff that she does that I, ugh, I could care less about. <laughs> but that's oh, me, man. <laughs> so real quick. All right. So we're we're at the after party. And Ananda has been um, one of her students at UCLA is uh, a guy by the name of uh, Avery, Avery Wyatt. And he's a native guy. And uh, we found out that he's Washoe in the same tribe as as me. I'm part Washoe, but my dad is pops is Washoe. 
and you know i've been hearing their zoom meetings and when she's mentoring him and and, and checking in with him and stuff and he's checking in with her but i guess there was a, a moment where he was really working and he didn't really communicate with her so she was like damn man like i wonder how avery's doing and this and that so then but but real quick so when we were home one time uh she asked pops she's like do you know uh uh any wyatt's and he's like, Washos? And she's like, yeah. He goes, yeah, we're, they're our family. We're related to them. I was like, we're related to the Wyatts? He goes, yeah. So I was like, that's six families that we're related to anyway. Anyway, so he was like, yeah. Uh, he goes, is he like a really tall, like good looking kid, a braid? And she's like, yeah. He goes, oh. And he's like, to mom, he goes, Granny, that must have been that young guy that came up to us at the powwow in San Francisco. And, and com- complimented me on my shirt. Pops has a, a green T-shirt, and right across the chest it says in big white letters "Washo." So he came up, introduced himself to Pops. They knew each other. They knew that you know he's our cousin, right? So then um, Ananda was talking to him one time on Zoom and said, "Yeah, my husband's Washo." And, and he goes, "Yeah, I met a Washo guy in San Francisco named Bill." And I was like, "That's my dad." So anyway, we're at the after party, and Ananda's like. That's Avery standing right there. When he was there with his girlfriend and a couple other people, and and she's like, you know, I don't think he sees me, or he probably doesn't want to talk to me because he he owes me some work or whatever. So I got her. I was like, I'm gonna go say hi to him. She goes, No, no. I was like, No, I'm gonna go say hi to him. He's my cousin. I should go introduce myself. So I walked over to him and I patted him on the back, and he's like, Hey, man, what's up? I was like, Hey, you see any other washos around here? <laughs> he was like, <laughs> He just went, What? <laughs> I was like. I'm Mike Marin, man. I'm I'm Dr. Marin's husband. And he's like, Oh, you're you're the washer. I was like, Yes, that's me. And we, you know, just oh, because you know, we're cousins and this and that. And then he's like, How's she doing? I was like, She's right over there waiting for you to talk to her. <laughs> so he went over there and he was just chopping it up with her. And you know, they figured everything out. But it was cool, man, to run into him at the after party. Um I just, you know, I, I never thought I would get to meet him because he was always busy or always back and forth. But uh, he's here in L.A. now. And then he was telling me we're sitting there talking for a bit that he wants to start to get into filmmaking. So uh, it's cool. I mean, he asked me if, if I can help him out, get started. And so, yeah, I'm going to that's another thing, you know, with the film is like another blessing is that I'm going to help my cousin get into you go for yeah <laughs> stuff from the bottom this is what you're gonna do yeah <laughs> do you know what a gopher is uh i just been thinking of it go for things <laughs> or maybe you're an animal around here they're on the same level <laughs> yeah shout out to john travolta urban cowboy but um so yeah dude it's 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 been a, like everything up to now is this this it was a different kind of film that I do, but it's also you know I also told people too this is this is my horror story, <clears throat> this is my scary story, and it it, it is does it have an ending? I don't know. You're gonna have to see. Doesn't because I'm still living it. Shit, but yeah, man, it's a uh, it's a good it's a good experience to do this kind of thing, especially for me because I was I was imploding. So, I mean, like I told you when you were here, there's a lot of things that a lot of people don't know that I told you. And now they know. And now Good. and now they know. Um, yeah. But my family, you know, they're asking when they're going to get to see it. And it's like uh, when it's done. But they want moms wants to see the, the 15 minute. 
So I might. And she's like, bring it when you come for Christmas. So like, it's not the kind of Christmas film you want to see, Mom. Yeah, hell no. <laughs> want to see that. family around. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't want to see this. Uh, she, don't, don't, you don't want no one, other people <laughs> seeing that other than. Yeah, she'll so watch it by herself first. I, mean, I haven't even seen it, everyone. I mean, I want to see it when it's when it's done. So, but all right, everyone, figure it out. AFP and depression. In this short documentary, award-winning indie filmmaker Mike J. Marin invites us into his struggle with trauma and depression, and how the growing art of action figure photography saved his life in the early days of COVID-19 pandemic and how his new medium continues to serve as an artistic and creative therapy. Uh, Unlike you, I was out working every day through all of that. So Mm -hmm. it was like nothing. I was still, I, they gave us opportunity to just stay home, but I'm like, I, you gonna pay me my full salary? No, then I I have to be here. So yep. that's what I had to do, and it was scary, man, because we didn't we didn't know what what. It's still out there, everyone. People, everyone think it's it's gone. It's still there, but um, it's up to you if you want to get vaccinated or not. I'm not saying to do it. It's your if you want to do it. If you don't, then that's on you. But but yeah, everyone, um, figure it out. Again, I haven't seen it. And I, I want to wait until it's said and done, because I don't think this is gonna be something I want to watch over and over again. I just want to see the the one time and cry my eyes out and and get mad at it. But I'm gonna be I'm gonna be there for it, man. I've been there for everything Mike has done, uh, writing, music. Um, we've shared the stage. I don't know how many times. I mean, we and just being there when he's showing. His films in Chicago, in San Diego, uh, Hollywood, uh, the Bay Area, San Francisco, Oakland. Um, am I forgetting one? Um, Albuquerque. Oh, Albuquerque. That's right. At uh, um, what was Indigenous Comic Con? Then now it's I something Pop X. I can't. It did you Pop X? Yeah. Speaking of that. Uh, Lee Francis will be on the next episode. Uh, again, I recorded that episode. Or we recorded the interview, and I haven't uh, put it out yet. So he he will be after this on episode one forty three. Um, yeah. So, but brother Mike, man, yeah, your story's not done, man. Uh, I'm glad that you are doing this. Um, just just keep it on up, man. Keep it going, man. The party don't stop. Until it's time to take that dirt nap But even then, man Your legacy will continue Especially with your film I mean, all of us, even this I mean, if this show's still going on When I'm I'm gone uh, And people are still listening to it I mean, cool, right on I mean, I don't know how long these these hosts keep it all up um, But uh, I'm sure your stuff is going to be everywhere And uh, if YouTube is the place to show it So everyone can see it Then uh, do all the, the festivals you can And everything out there Hopefully uh, you get something Make something else and put it uh, Submit it uh, for next year So But um, anything else before we get out of here uh, No just that uh, yeah, Follow me on social media uh, Instagram at Real Talk Junkies Films to get all the up and up 
And then for my action figure photography stuff, you can find me on Instagram at the Boneyard Collectibles. Um, I'm also worldwide on Facebook at Mike J Marin, M I K E J M A R I N. And I want to open it up too to anybody that needs an ear to bend an ear about anything they're going through. Uh, I'm an open book now. <laughs> I'm 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 always available uh, to talk things out or just to listen. Um, yep. But yeah, I offer that to you. That's 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 my gift to 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 you and your listeners. And you know, take me up on it. Yep, everyone, definitely uh, reach out to Mike at all his social medias and watch all his stuff. He's got stuff over on YouTube as well. You can watch. Check out the thing that I'm in is on there. Um, and yeah, uh, <laughs> <let's> see. <laughs> I don't care. This is my show. Damn it. Anyway, <laughs> we're out of here, everybody. It's late and uh. My heat, my ankles got to heal. I'll be back in action soon, man. So everyone, um, brother Mike, thank you so much, brother. I love you. You know that. I love the wife, love the family, everybody. Um, shout out to my uh, little new little niece, Isabella. Um, she's down in the, in the town, keeping a rail with her dad. So um, she's only what a week or so old, I think. Yeah, I haven't seen her yet. My mom and everyone went down there to go see her. Yeah, mom and dad came by, so they're. Well, they're back in town now. They went down to go see uh, Brian and the baby and everything. So I'll eventually get down there. But all right, everyone, that's going to be it. This episode, please go on over to the Skater Nez podcast network and check out everything we got there. Other than this show, the Mac Nez podcast, um, I think I'm seven years in now. I think I don't remember. It's been so long. Uh, E-Society, that is there for all of you I think the last episode we did Over here on this network Was the, a review of the Marvels And you can shoot on over to our Spotify For Podcasters feed And we did some more stuff with it We just dropped an episode about movies uh, The new movies that we saw And everything else Follow us on Facebook, just search Magnus Podcast or East Society Podcast. Follow us on Spotify, just search East Society. Follow our East Society page on YouTube. Go over to T Public, pick up a Magnus t shirt or an East Society t shirt. Please support the show. Follow us on X at East Society Pod, at Magnus Pod, at Theo Zisu. Instagram at Magnus Pod, at East Society Pod, at The Zisu. And follow us on TikTok at east society pod so all right everyone that's gonna be it tonight again uh real 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 soon we'll give you another episode of the magnus podcast and uh, hopefully get some uh, other people on this show gotta reach out to some other people and uh, a lot of people want to come on the show but now just gotta figure out time i'm like since i got all this time in the world now hopefully everyone can get it before i uh, head back to to the salt mines but with that everyone be safe out there come back next time for more and always remember to rock hard and skate fast <laughs>